welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and we're continuing our series on the Ten Commandments. And we're on our fifth episode of this series covering the fourth commandment to remember the Sabbath. And joining us is once again Phil Allen, the pastor at uh, what pastor? Daystar Christian, Christian Fellow. I've heard of it. Yeah. I've been well, there once a few or twice. people have. I should go back there sometime. Or not. Okay, well, I'm good with that too. <laughs> so, uh, Phil, we're talking about the Sabbath. And it's a controversial topic. Mm-hmm. And I found out, you know, as much as I'd, as much as I'd like to consider myself to be reformed, uh, I constantly find out that I'm not as reformed as I think. And that's, mm-hmm. this is one of those areas where I think yeah. uh, I, I'm not. And, and, I'm, and I'm good with that. Uh, I, 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 oh. I found out I'm comfortable not having that title because uh, I don't want all that that's uh, right. Well, I, was, I was so interested when you invited me to talk about this one because yeah. um, obviously, I, I mean, I struggle with a lot of them in, in terms of applying it, living it out. But you know, this one in some ways is one of the most vexing ones to me yeah. as a pastor and as a, as a follower of Christ myself yeah. in terms of what this means, what it doesn't mean, so I was really interested that I, I drew this one. I don't yeah. know how I arrived at this one, but that I was so interested. Well, that I think it's interesting because this is, I think this is, of all the commandments there are, I think this one reveals much about what it means to be human. Yes. And much of what, what it means to, to live out life day to day. I think this is so integral. And I, I, I haven't always been, arrived at that conclusion. Yes. Um, but in the past couple of years, uh, since I've gotten kids, even, I, I found I need rest. Yes. Um, oh, man. Right. So we're, we're talking about the Sabbath, and literally the word means to cease. Yeah. To simply to cease. Cease. And I, I am so glad that we're starting with just the definition of the word. You know, because I think, I let me give some context here, yeah. because I really believe that God has watched over the transmission, the translation of his word, I think what we have today is miraculously accurate, miraculously um, legitimately reflects the original. But But we've made some interesting choices along the way that were probably made for really good reasons. In some words we've translated, some words we haven't translated, we just sort of drew the word over. And, and what that almost created today, there are lots of people who disagree with me on this, so I'm probably wrong. But what this has kind of created today is we have this category of weird biblical words yeah. that we don't use anywhere else right. in our lives, anywhere else in our culture. And so you've got words like Sabbath and like sanctification yeah. that are so rich and so meaningful, but we've lost the meaning of them. Yeah. And so it's just kind of this odd Bible word Mysterious. that's out there where for... The original readers of this, the people who originally practiced it out, Sabbath wasn't a weird word at all. It was an everyday word. It just meant stop. Yeah. Stop it. Cease. Whatever you're doing, cease right. doing that. It's it, it's literally, I came across an author a while ago, said the, the, the closest thing we can possibly envision is a musical rest. Hmm. That the music's going on and then there's this rest that yeah. there's just this pause. And then the music picks up again. Um but in losing the definition, <laughs> we've made this into this weird concept that we have these huge debates about yeah. what 
what we can do, what we can't do, what day it should be. Right. And and man, those debates rob it of what it is. Yeah, legalism has killed the Sabbath. It has. It has. And it's made it it's it's made something that's that's to me, I've come to think of it as one of the most beautiful invitations of scripture. Yeah. It's made it into this whole other thing of wow, can I do this? Can't I do that? Can I watch the football game? Right. You know, and we've made it about: Do I have to go to church on Saturday, or do I have to go on Sunday? Can I watch the football game? Can I not watch the football mm-hmm. game? And it's, it's. I remember in college debating: Can we go out to eat? Because after all, if I go out to eat, that means somebody else has somebody to else work. Right. You wouldn't want to make somebody else yeah. work on the Sabbath. But we have no problem going home and forcing mom uh, to or, cook a huge four-course meal. Or your wife. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so I'm. I'm so glad we're starting out with that definition because there's there's a real part of me, Kevin, that wonders if if we just would rethink it from the ground up. Yeah. And we just go back to that, okay, the word means cease, so it's indicating a pause. Yeah. You know, and then I, I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but then if we if we took it back to its root in creation, yeah. Right, where God worked for the six yeah. days, paused on the seventh. Then, then when we when we get to Exodus, where it actually talks about, you know, where it actually gives the Exodus twenty, yeah. roots it back to those six days, the seventh pause. That's such a fascinating thing when you think about that pause, that seventh day, because God doesn't need that. Right. He doesn't run out of resources. He doesn't run out of energy. He doesn't. He run wasn't out tired. Of ideas. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't tired. You know, God saw something, a need in us that's so fundamental yeah. that he built that pause into the fabric of creation itself. Yeah. Not for him, but for us. Right. And and it's it's an amazingly foundational thing that it really reveals something crucial about us yeah. that we've then made into this whole other law, this whole other right. set of regulations and rules. When it's really just this invitation from God saying, take a little time and take a breath. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, it, it is an important thing, but it, it's of the Ten Commandments, this is the one that God spends the most time actually developing. Right. How interesting is that? And then it's it's referred to more than any other of the yep. Ten Commandments throughout the rest of the Old Testament, even, even in the New Testament. Yep. We go back here. So it's pretty important that we get something here. Um so let's let's actually jump right in and read um, verse chapter twenty, verse eight of Exodus. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is with you in your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So, Phil, what does that mean to, he made this day, blessed it, it's holy? And, and again, you know, I think if we could go back to just the basic meaning of the words, yeah. right? The fact that he made it, he blessed it, he set it holy— just he set it apart as something different. Yeah. This day is supposed to be 
different. Well, different in what way? Different in the sense that on the other days, in one way or another, we labor. Yeah. Whatever that means. And then there's, within that labor, there's this rhythm of rest. Yeah. Of, of restoration, recuperation. I, I mean, there are a lot of things we could put, put on it to yeah. say what it is. But that, you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting to notice that, that then as you expand out, there were Sabbaths built into the feast yeah. days. There were Sabbath years built in, yeah. you know, and it's it's this rhythm of work, rest, work, right. rest, and that it it really drives down to something fundamental about us. Yeah, and it's not it's not some it's not that you have to go to church on Sunday. That's not what yeah. the Sabbath is about, but that we are limited. We're weak. Yeah. We only have so much to give. And if we don't recharge, we will burn out. We right. will have a problem. And, you know, anyway, yeah. Well, it is interesting because we talk about the Sabbath, I think, throughout the Old Testament. It is associated with worship. But here, it's not mentioned at all. No. No. Yeah. I, you know, in fact, I, I didn't even notice that until literally just reading that. Yeah. And I, and, and I think, so there's... Uh, I have a feeling that there's a there's a horse and a cart here thing. Yeah. You know, in terms of the the point of worship, the intersection of worship and Sabbath is almost incidental. It's not that we worship to make the Sabbath yeah. the Sabbath. It's that worship is one of the ways that we restore ourselves. Hmm. It's yeah. one of the ways that we refresh. Now that's not to say we should go into worship in a self-centered attitude. Right. That's not what I mean. But that God has designed it in such a way, designed us in such a way, that we are restored through worship. We're refreshed yeah. through worship. That's the intersection. The intersection is almost practical and incidental. It's yeah. that that's one of the ways that we as human beings recharge our batteries. Right. Um, which is why I think I think in, in Mark 2, you know, where Jesus says the Sabbath was created yeah. for man, not man for right. the Sabbath is getting to this idea that it's not that God needs something from us on the Sabbath. Yeah. It's not that we give him anything on right. the Sabbath. It's that that idea of that pause was designed for us because of our limitations. It's not just another rule we impose upon ourselves. Right. In Colossians, we're told specifically, it's not, in Colossians and really Romans as well, it's not just about a day. Exactly. We're not fighting about Saturday versus Sunday no. or, right. or, or whatever. And we make it so much less than it is when we fight about Saturday and Sunday. We right. fight about can we cook on the Sabbath. We fight about can we watch the football game. Um, All that fighting sounds like work. It does sound <laughs> like work. It's true. I had a funny conversation with my daughter the other day because, well, it was only, it was real short, but it got me thinking about this. But, you know, the football season's ending as we're recording yeah. this. That's something I mourn because I love football. Because you're a Packers fan too. And that's well, and I'm really mourning yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. This is a bad, bad year. <laughs> um, but um, I, my wife said, well, but golf is coming on. You know, and, wow. and now here's the thing, okay? Golf is a Sabbath. Watching golf is a Sabbath activity. Because that will put you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm actually not even kidding about that. 
you know, because I think that that idea of I can't take a nap generally. I don't Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. There's not a spot where yeah. I can just sit down on the couch, close my eyes, and go to sleep. Right. But the that's part of the Sabbath. Yeah, is that idea of resting, yeah. genuinely resting. It doesn't mean I don't get up and put a pizza in the oven for dinner, but but that. Boy, I don't know. I don't want to make people mad. On the other hand, I don't care about making people yeah. mad. But, no one listens to this But anyway, in some so. ways, to me, that nap in front of the golf mat, golf, is as much a part of the Sabbath as going to church Sunday morning. Yeah. It's not to say you have to take a nap every Sunday either. But if we could focus on the simplicity of the pause and, 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 and then the idea of, of restoration refocusing, recuperating, we'd be much closer to the invitation than these arguments about the specifics. Well, let's go to Hebrews 4, um, really talking about this whole idea of rest. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, I'll, I'll read a couple verses here. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For the good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who were listed. I'm going to skip down just a little bit. For we who have believed entered that rest, as he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore... It remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day today, saying, Through David, so long after than the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would have not spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from us. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Now I don't want to get into, we can get into eternal security and all that stuff right. here, but the whole idea is strive to enter into that rest. Yes. With the people of, for the people of God, there remains a rest. Yes. And, and, and that's the main emphasis here of the Sabbath is not just the debates over whatever, but with God there is a rest. There is a rest. There's a need for rest. And I, I think, honestly, the rhythm of it matters. Yeah. You know, and I don't know to the extent, I don't, I don't want to get harsh about it. You know, it's got to be yeah. every single Sunday. I, that's not the point of it. But there's a rhythm to it. And the, and the reason there's a rhythm to it is because we have limited resources yeah. in and of ourselves. And we need that pause. Now, I know many pastors who Sunday is not going to be their day of rest. How, how can it yeah. be? You know, if you've got, uh, I mean, s some pastors have it far worse than I do, but if, if you've got multiple services, maybe right. a service Saturday night, multiple services Sunday morning, some yeah. meeting after church, and you're supposed right. to visit someone, you've immediately, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, you can't. Have it's it. impossible. And there are others, I mean, not just pastors, others who labor in the church, and uh, it's just not going to be that day of rest. Of course there are. Of course there are. But let me ask you this, just thinking about through this, how should this view of the Sabbath affect how we come into the corporate worship service? If I'm going to equate 
rests with the Sabbath. And again, I'm not saying the Sabbath is Sunday because I'm convinced it's not uh, Sunday. I, you know, I, I, we can go into some of the stuff later. Actually, we're not going to because we're time's getting away. But um, you know, I, I believe as Christians Good, we celebrate. Good, because let's not debate the yeah. day. This, I, I, this, I believe the Sunday is, is the Lord's day. I believe that's you know when the yeah. church met. Yeah. Um, you know, Revelation talks about that, and First uh, Corinthians and Acts talks about that. So yeah, yeah. I don't believe we're celebrating the, the Sabbath. Right. Uh, as a day. I agree. But as a concept. Right. So that's a concept. We need rest. Your body was not designed to go at it 24 7 right you need rest every night you need rest at least once a week yeah um, and that kind of shows us our dependence upon god it does uh, and we do have to rest in him knowing that you know there's what i've learned is there's never a time where i couldn't be doing something oh and there's always stuff to yeah, yes. I, I, with my yes. job, there's always something to do. At, at the house, there's always chores to do. Always. With the kids, there's something. With this podcast, there's always something to do. Not yep. that I do it. But there's always something to do. And at some point, I just have to stop right. and say, God, I'm going to trust you enough to, for the next eight hours or so yep. to do nothing and sleep. Yep. So when I come into the, the corporate worship service, how can I apply that there? I think a lot of it has to do with, with the the attitude of what am I doing when I worship? Yeah. You know, and because if we go in and, and, and we, this almost sounds a little like maybe work, but you know, if, if, if we're just sort of letting our mind wander yeah. and all that stuff, we're probably missing the real point of it. I think one author, and I can't remember who it was, talked about the Sabbath in terms of refocusing, refreshing, and reconnecting. Hmm. And, and I like that. I yeah. like that idea. And if you take the idea of focus and connection, that worship in some sense is about focus and connection, yeah. about focusing on God and connecting with God. And if, if I go into worship and realize, you know, during the week, there have been a lot of times where I've lost focus. Yeah. There have been a lot of times where I've lost connection. And I've got an hour here where I can just sort of reestablish that link. Right. God is ultimately our source of strength. He's our source of comfort. He's our source of inspiration. He's our source of power. Yeah. And so if, if we can see worship as plugging back in, yeah. I think that will move us toward the role it plays with the Sabbath. Yeah. Now, that's not all that worship is. Right. Worship is just sacrifice. It is attributing to God what he is. It's, it, but that a facet of it is me plugging myself back yeah. into the source and saying again, okay, I need you. I'm going to pause here. And I'm going to gather myself together with you to move forward again after the Sabbath. You made an allusion earlier to selfishness yeah. sometimes in worship, but I, I don't. Th I disagree with you. Okay, good. Because um, that act of selfishness, I think, in a sense, is an act of worship. Mm -hmm. I need God to do this for me. Yeah. And so I'm going to make it a priority to show up and be there because I need God. Because I need it. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think that in and of itself is an is an act of worship. To now, say, if that's the only motivation, that's the that's where I, I develop sure. a problem. You know, because because there should be something in me that even if I don't think I need it that day, yeah, yeah, I'm still going to go because I'm going to go because right. God deserves right. it. And that I agree with you completely. Yeah. That I, and that that's not selfishness. That's just realizing design. Yeah. By design, I need God. I need that. Right. And it's an acknowledgement of my dependence. And so I, 
Yeah. Absolutely agree with your in, correction. In my house, Sunday mornings are chaotic. Uh, four kids, getting them all together, herding the cats into the van, so to speak, uh, can be rough. I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was just a rough Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the kids weren't behaving and getting, oh, it was just getting there was a chore. And honestly, I walked in and I didn't even want to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I had a sour attitude toward this. And I remember that during the, our, our, our music time, our, 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 I don't want to just say the worship Right, time. it's not... Um, the worship in music yes. section. I was just standing there, and I, I wasn't singing. I just didn't have it in me. But as I just stood there, I kind of just let the words kind of wash over me mm-hmm. as I was listening to it. And I felt ministered to. Mm-hmm. And I just, I felt my heart begin to change. Yep. And I, I could feel that recharging of the batteries. I could feel that, okay... I needed this. This is calming me down. This is focusing me more on the truths of God that are being sung in, in through these lyrics, and it's just. And even nothing. though even though you're not singing, yeah. Even though your attitude is off, right. Even though your morning was horrible, by design, it still served that reconnection right. exactly. function. Yeah. And yeah, and that's. I think that's something we need to, to, to realize is this is just design. And so I think a, another lesson to learn is, as you said, show up anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I, I, I grew up hearing this, and I hear from time to time, and I think I'm probably guilty of saying it too, that, you know, oh, you hate those hypocrites who show up Sunday morning. They're, they're yelling and screaming at each other in the car, but they walk in the door of the church, they're smiling and whatever. And Right. Well, what's the alternative? Don't show up? Absolutely. No. You know, in fact... Show up and, you know, don't smile. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> yes. And, and yeah. That's... And by the way, I appreciate a church that lets me do that. Well, One of the things I like about Daystar is I can walk in with a bad attitude. Well, and I, I mean, if, really, I agree with you. Because I think if, if that's not a place where we can be authentic, yeah. you know, if, if it's the show, it's not worship. Right. And, and by that, I don't mean just the, you know, the show up front. Yeah. If it's the show we put on, right. where the clothes have to be right, the look has yeah. to be right, you got to be shaved, you can't have a tattoo, you can't, yeah. you know, whatever. If it's the show, it's not worship. Yeah. I don't. It may be something, but right. it's and so I think that authenticity is a vital part. And if I can't, if we go back to the Sabbath, if I can't reconnect with God from exactly where I am, yeah, that's not a Sabbath, right? So show up, to show up, angry with your wife, that's yelling right. at the kids, frustrated at the kids, hating your job, whatever. Walk in because that's when you need this service most. That's exactly right. So and even yeah. if you stand there quietly and you right. let it wash over you, yes, yeah, maybe not yell at the God kids during that service, work. but yeah, well, or yeah, <laughs> sometimes you have to do that too. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's when you take them to the other place. <laughs> that's right. But still, yes, show up. Because that's when you need all of this. So, uh, Phil, do you have any recommended resources for? I hate to say this, this, Kevin. I don't. You don't. Um, I, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the cast. I think this has been one of the more vexing um, aspects for me, and I have never come across a book that I thought that captures it. You know, the 
all the debates about, like you said, Lord's Day versus Sabbath, yep. Saturday versus Sunday, what can you do, what can't you do, miss the point. And, I, right. and I've and i read a couple that I've been really hopeful about. In fact, it's kind of funny because right now my wife is reading one that mm. she's, she was so hopeful going in, this is going to get it. This is going to be the thing that, that helps me see how I do this, and it just isn't. Uh. And I hate to say it, but that's been the majority of my experience. Yeah. There are good books on the Ten Commandments that will deal right. in a real brief way with the Sabbath. Um, but like w- something that's more focused, I haven't come across yeah. it. Well, talk about books of, on the Ten Commandments. Again, the book by Kevin DeYoung, I think, is really good. Yeah. Uh, the Ten Commandments by Kevin DeYoung. And it kind of gets into some of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there wasn't anything else that I disagreed with uh, on this chapter. I, I thought it was a good look. And then... I do appreciate his approach. He is a reformed guy, and so he comes out and says, no, I'm not going to go to that extreme of of you have to do this, this, and this, or whatever, or you can't do this, this, and this. And he gets sure. into all of the encounters Jesus had, uh, Mark 2 and others, oh, yeah. where, yeah, he has to correct the Pharisees and say, no, uh, you know, our disciples, they're going to be eating on Sunday. They're gonna right. They're going to pick we, the grain. Yeah. And I'm so, going to heal. Right. So uh, he gets into that, and I appreciate that. Uh, and then a little book on just the idea of rest and sleep. Mm. Um, this little book by Adrian Red- Reynolds I bought a couple of years back. And So to Bed, A Biblical View of Sleep nice. um, is, is really good. Uh, there's also a little chapter by on, I forget, it's one of those uh, devotionals by John Piper mm. about a theology of sleep that I enjoy as well. And then a little sermon by Piper, Remember the Sabbath Day to Keep It Holy, I think. Uh, gets into some issues that, that are, are, are well worth considering. So, the greatest application, Phil, I want to end this podcast with, my personal plea to the fine folks at Chick-fil-A, I'd really like you to be open on Sunday. You know, if it's about rest and refocus, I think you need that. Yeah. I, I personally For your rest, this. your refocus, your yes. restoration. Yeah. They should be more sensitive to They you. really should. All right, so anyway... All right, so thanks for listening, and join us back next week. Uh, Until then, check out the website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. We're also on Twitter at Basic Biblecast, also on Instagram, same handle. And uh, check out the blog on our website that should be updated by now. So uh, check all those things out, and then join us back next week. We'll get into Commandment 5, and we jump onto that whole second table of the law. We're talking about parents. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that that we start off that second section with obedience to the parents or honoring your parents. So join us back next week. Dan Burrell will be our guest. So until then, have a great rest of your week.